Yo, what's up guys, Anthony here and welcome back to Born to Create. So for those of you guys who don't know, Born to Create is a simple concept. If who or what you wanna be doesn't exist, you go out there and create the life that you want. So on today's podcast, I got my man, my brother, I got a, I got a true king that's gonna teach you how to make money in short-term rentals, Kevin Anderson. Kevin has done well over seven figures in Airbnb short-term rentals, so stay tuned, watch the video, be inspired, take notes, because you're gonna learn so much from this guy. Kevin, my man, welcome to Born to Create, brother. Well, welcome back. Yes, Born to Create. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's, it's good to have you here in person. I know last time we uh, talked shop about Airbnb short term rentals, so I wanted to bring you in to get the get the full effect and and get the energy that you brought on the uh, on 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 the internet before. So, first, I want to know how did you become an entrepreneur? Because I, I know where you are now, and we'll get to that. But I want to know how you started in this entrepreneur entrepreneur journey. You know what, man? I, I really think that there were traces before I realized it was entrepreneurship. Because like even going back, you know, when I was a kid, I remember I used to sell gum out of the gum packages. I'd sell it by the stick for 50 cents. Um, so some other things too, like weed, you know what I'm saying? Um, what else? I was always selling something growing up, like no matter what it was, flipping iPhones, fixing iPhones. But I would say where I realized that, you know, this entrepreneurial thing was real because before for me it was just the income yeah. but seeing that this can actually be a real um lifestyle and something that can you know carry you to places you never thought imaginable yeah. that started in 2016 yeah. um, part of the same circle right yeah. Yeah. got started with e-commerce um, literally selling products from a shopify store products i had no idea about selling freemason rings yeah i know nothing about freemasons yeah. or any of that yeah sold my first ring and i never i'll never forget being at my crib in Mobile with my wife and seeing that first sell through, yeah. that first cha-ching come through from Shopify. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? This can be something. That first cha-ching, that, that always feels good, right? It, oh my God. Even though it's just one, it, it could be for 25 cents, but just, but just showing that it can be done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because really it was it was the first time where there was a transaction done a, apart from me. Yeah. It wasn't me showing up to sell an iPhone, weed, or some gum. Yeah. Yeah. It was something that took place digitally. So just seeing where you could take an online business yeah. is what really just changed the game for me. Right. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So that first cha-ching, I know, I know even if it's a quarter, it's like an amazing feeling. Talk to me about that feeling because most people don't get to experience that, you know, even though right. it's, it's so small, it's not about the feeling. I mean, I'm sorry, it ain't about the money, it's about the feeling, right? Talk yeah. about, about that feeling and how that feeling pushed you to want more. Man, um, it was a huge sense of accomplishment because when I look at the context of even setting up a Shopify store, um, you know, running ads and all that, yeah, yeah. when I first found out about the business model, I literally didn't even own a laptop. Like I, I had to buy a laptop specifically for that business model. Oh wow, okay. And you can ask, I mean, even, you know, some of our circle, yeah, yeah. I didn't know how to operate the thing. So <laughs> to see with, um, with choppy action, right? Hmm. Action that I was taking, but didn't really know what was gonna come from it. Yeah. To see that come to fruition and that sound of that cha-ching, yeah. it was an amazing feeling. Yeah. Um, and, and it really made me realize that I have the capability to, yeah, do anything. Yeah. Yeah, do, yeah. do anything I put my mind to. Yeah. Completely new field, and I was able to get a result. That's all I needed. Yeah, that's all I needed. Yep. And um, so there's this, um, I guess, this myth that says that you need to have money to make money or money to actually own a business. How much money did you start? Because you're still working, right? Yeah. At the time. Yep. So, how much money did you start with, and, and did it take your whole life savings to launch this store, launch this business, to launch yep. these ads? Talk to me about that. That's the biggest myth that you need to have a hundred thousand in the yeah. bank account, yeah. scrap the life savings and all that. Especially yeah. nowadays, maybe before a hundred years ago, where everything's brick and mortar yeah. and you have to physically build something, yeah. maybe. But bro, I I literally got started with a five hundred dollar twenty percent interest. Capital One credit card, the first ever credit card that I got. 20% interest? 20% interest, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, I've started a few businesses with a 20% interest wow. financial product. Right, wow. Um, so yeah, man, uh, all, all you really need at the end of the day is the willingness to take action and be comfortable with failure. Yeah. That's what I deal with mm. now, even being a few years into the journey, is failing forward. Mm. I have to remind myself that it's, 
it's 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 learning to walk and getting back up again that's just a part of this and and, and what's going to take you forward yeah so um yeah i don't even know if i just answer your question bro you did. You did. <laughs> but, I mean, but that's I, all yeah, of it <laughs> i think you answered it over beyond um so moving forward so you had your e-com store yeah. shopify story you've done a lot of things in in entrepreneurship and business yeah and now you're i think you're still growing i mean even though you you can't you've come so far so far you've done more in the last three to four years than most people will probably do in a within a lifetime right yeah, that's crazy yeah. so and i mean and as we were talk you've you fell forward you, you've moved forward and that pushed you into where you are now is you're doing short-term rentals yeah right so airbnb vrbo all that um and now you you are you are 100 full-time entrepreneur yeah, right. Hundred percent. And you've been able to surpass six for seven figures doing yeah. this. Yeah. So twenty twenty one in revenue, mm-hmm. um, passed like one point four. So in twenty twenty two, just you know, looking to to double that. So, but yeah, man, seven figures. A lot of people don't know what point four is. So so say <laughs> say the whole the, the whole thing. One point. Right. Uh, a million and four hundred thousand dollars. One point four million dollars. <laughs> right. right. One point four million dollars. And, and this is this. Three years out of working yes. for the city. Yes, sir. Right. And the city, how much were you making per year of the city? I was making so you know everyone talks about like before taxes. I don't know nothing about before taxes. <laughs> right. All I knew was like how much were they putting <laughs> right. in my pocket? Right. So um every month I'd make around like three thousand dollars. And then if I worked overtime, right, you know, overnight driving up to the mountains in the middle of the night to work on some right. equipment, you know, I could maybe pull in, in like thirty five. Four thousand. If I brought in four thousand a month, we go on a Red Lobster. Red Lobster. <laughs> yes, I would go to Market Roller, but okay, you know, <laughs> Red Lobster it is. So you you were doing an average of three thousand bucks per month. Yeah. Right. One point four million bucks a year is well over thousand dollars per day. Facts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you went from three grand per month over three grand per day. Yeah. How does that happen? Bro, um, so it was definitely taking action at the yeah. end of the day that led to it. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, it wasn't like I said, you know, hey, I'm trying to get to a mill. Things just started taking place. Right. So like when I just start when I decided to start educating others about the business model, mm-hmm. that's what really exploded things for me and opened up a lot of opportunities. And it made me just realize that giving, um, whether it's in the form of education, mentorship, however you uh, give that off, Mm -hmm. it's one of the most beneficial things you can do. One, from the fulfillment of seeing others being able to become their own superhero and get out of that same situation that you were maybe in. But then also too, um, the margins are great on it. The margins are, it costs you nothing to sit down and record what you know. And we all know something valuable. Yeah, all of us, yeah. And and, and give it out to others to, to help them. Yeah. So, but that's what really took it off for me was, was the education. Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll get to that. But, but first, you know, a lot of people want to know how do you get started in Airbnb? Yeah. Right? So, um, I know this can be a whole masterclass in itself. And I know, yes. that, I know what you're going to drop is going to be, going to be what you pay for. So it's what people pay for. So thank you, first of all, for, for, for giving lives for free for us. Gotcha. Um, but Airbnb, um, People think that Airbnb is the actual business, right? But you told me as a platform that you put the, pro- the property on. Yeah. Right? So explain to me, um, like, what's the actual business model? Right. So the actual business model and what I'm doing specifically is called short-term rental arbitrage. Okay. It's this idea <clears throat> of taking an asset or a product, commodity, whatever it is, mm-hmm. taking it from one market to another. Um, and being able to make a, a margin from that transfer of markets, right? So, um, oh, and, and the biggest thing about it is you don't own the asset product okay. or whatever, commodity, whatever it is that you're selling. Yeah. So we go into an apartment building, right? Who's specifically focused on the long-term rental model, traditional real estate, yeah. sign a 12-month, 13-month, 14-month lease. Mm-hmm. We sign that lease with them, right? Getting control of the property. But then we we take it to another market. We take it to the short-term rental slash vacation rental market, okay. um, which is a whole nother ball game. Instead of renting it out for 12 months at a time, you're renting now by day, by week. Um, you can even rent by month too. Yeah. 
But that's that, that's the entire business model. We're, we're, we're arbitrage because we're taking something we don't own, bringing it to another market and making a margin from it being connected to that market that you brought it to. Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> and um, how how was that profitable one? And, and two, is it easy for regular, you know, Sam and Joe and Mary to actually do? Um, great question there, because when I think about it, before that, I had no real estate experience at all, right? Like my first business was e-commerce yeah. online. And I realized that that e-commerce business helped me a lot more with my short-term rental arbitrage Airbnb business because a majority of what you do has to do with um, listing online. Okay. Wow. So the average Joe, um, first off, I wasn't the only one to do it. Um, I was able to bring my family into it. So my mother, my sisters, right, uh, okay. my brother-in-law, okay. right? Friends. Okay. Anybody could get involved with this business despite the background of knowledge that you come from because the, it, it's very simplistic. It's very straightforward. Get the property under lease and list it on Airbnb and furnish it, right? Right. Once you do that, because of the Airbnb platform being a very hot platform, you don't have to run ads on it. You don't yeah. have to yeah. do anything outside of the norm. When you list your property, the platform takes over and gets you bookings, right? You'll get okay. your first booking in 24 to 48 hours. So absolutely, the teenager, yeah. um, the... 55-year-old, 60-year-old, yeah. grandma, like anybody could get involved with this business. Yeah. And I want to see everybody get involved yeah. with it because it's very low barrier to entry. That's why I love it. Yeah. 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 So how do you actually find apartments? Well, find apartments and then two, can you also do houses as well? Yes, you can do houses. And if I was telling um, somebody that I love, like, okay, this is how you should get started in this business, mm -hmm. I would tell you, um, if you can, start with a single family home. Okay. Because single family homes are able to generate more revenue because the more people you can sleep, the more money you can make. Yeah. And a home is just a different experience than being in yeah. an apartment. It's much yeah. larger. There's backyard, more privacy. Right. Yeah. So uh, there's a, a lot more factors there, but it leads it leads you to oh, charge right. a premium. Right. Because right? if if you have a group of six people coming to your place. Right. Six hundred dollars a night. It's not going to be too bad for them if everyone's paying a hundred dollars a night. Yeah, yeah. But if you were only doing that for a studio and only two people can sleep there. Gotcha. Now, you know, it's a gotcha. little more expensive gotcha. for you. So the bigger property, the more cash you make. Exactly that. Okay. Exactly that. OK. It's, it's behind you. Oh, it's behind me. You nice. see me looking. Turn, turn, turn. There you go. There you go. Yeah. OK. So with 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 Airbnb or short term rentals, mm -hmm. what I've seen is people have an extra bedroom yeah uh, um so is that profitable or or would you just say you know what just just scratch that and just go right to get an apartment or home or is doing a, a bedroom in your house is that profitable so to my knowledge that was actually um the foundation for airbnb right like that's how everything started uh, if you read back into it in 2008 is where airbnb took off it took off through a local you know, newspaper, local news stations, because really? Obama okay. was coming to some some specific place in Colorado mm -hmm. to speak. And when, you know, Obama, like his first year, yeah. everybody was on board. Like yeah. it was just amazing, you know, history, amazing stuff happening. So when he was coming to this city, there was literally not, a, not enough lodging for all the people who wanted to come. And Airbnb was already founded at this time. So Airbnb started advertising in the local paper and local news stations for people who have an extra dwelling unit to provide stay to individuals who are coming out to go see Obama speak. Wow. So that's how it took off was, you know, having this additional bedroom dwelling unit somewhere on property. Now, in terms of it still being profitable, um, I believe it is. Okay. Um, you see a lot of properties specifically in San Diego and uh, LA where it's not, it's not uncommon to have an additional dwelling unit on your property, you know, or, right. or maybe you have like a garage somewhere offsite that you were able to convert into a bedroom, right? So um, it, it still, I believe it still works. Yeah. I never went that route, um, but I think that Airbnb has now um, expanded outside of that idea of the yeah. spare room because now we're yeah, seeing RVs. Yeah. Now we're seeing, bro, you can go look in Joshua Tree right now and somebody has a tent for rent where you no. can pay $150, $200 a, a tent. night. A an outdoor tent with no electricity, no uh, bathroom, like literally a basic tent. So I go to Walmart and buy a tent and put it in Joshua Tree and make 100 bucks a night. It got to be a nice tent. So you may need to go online and get it from, you know, the legit tent makers. But theoretically, yes, you get a nice enough wow. tent where it has an experience. 
somebody's going to book your place. Again, RVs. Um, I mean, you 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 name it. Your yeah. yurts, yeah. which is another type of dwelling unit. Yeah. All these things are popping up on the Airbnb platform. So it's just expanding in, into a new arena, man. So going back, what I heard was um, what I heard that Obama basically built Airbnb. He had a major part <laughs> in its um, initial test phase. Right, you know, right? right? Yeah, like yeah. we, the minimal viable product yeah, that you yeah, want to yeah, test. Yeah. yeah. Him showing up. He should be getting royalties. <laughs> he should be getting royalties. Yes, yes. So you're talking about uh, uh, the experience, all right? Mm-hmm. So I want to go back real quick to, uh, I, we, we could get to that, but you mentioned, uh, I mentioned to you, how does one actually go out there and say, you know what, I want to go in this city and how does one actually get an apartment to say yes? Because from my experience, most apartments want you to live there, Yep. right? So how do you go about getting your first apartment? Um, so it's, it, it really starts with outreach, right? The beautiful thing about it, we have all these platforms out there that have motivated property owners who want to get their place leased up, right? So I can go on Zillow right now for free and go get in contact, direct contact with the property owner, hot pads, Facebook marketplace, even, um, so many platforms out there. What else besides Zillow realtor.com. Okay. So you reach out to this landlord. Right. And you give an ex or, or not just an explanation, but you pitch your business yeah, model. Yeah. But in doing so, you need to understand the pain points that you need to address and how you can provide value to their situation. So okay. let's say somebody has a property that's been on the market for longer than 30 days and they're trying to get it rented out. Mm-hmm. We know that for the traditional <clears throat> real estate investor, um, outside of your monthly operating cost for the unit, right? If you have a mortgage yeah. and utilities. Your, business, your biggest expense is when you have to market and and get a new tenant to come yeah. in your place when yeah. somebody moves out. Yeah. So understanding that pain point, I can approach somebody and say, hey, you know, I want to sign a long-term lease with you. Instead of doing a 12-month, let's do a four to, a four to five-year lease. Are you serious? That way wow, okay. you have cash flow locked in over four to five years. And guess what? I'll even put a rental increase in place for you over the year, a small percentage that makes sense for both of us to incentivize the offer. So yeah. if, I, if I know a real estate investor who just invested in this property, it's going to be a liability to them until they get somebody in there to yeah. make it an asset. So I'll, I'll try to side on the I'll try to side with them when it comes to longevity. Yeah. Because yeah. for them, yeah. if they can have a tenant in place for five years, yeah. they don't have to worry about cash flow. It's locked in on a lease. Yeah. If somebody's there for five whole years. Wow. Bring security to them. Wow. Um, so so I look at what value I can give them. If I see a new apartment building that just been constructed, right? I know that it's everything for them to get tenants inside yeah, their apartment yeah. units. So yeah. when I approach them, my value proposition is I would love to take multiple units. Yeah. I see yeah. you're a new construction. If I take multiple units, I could meet whatever that threshold is for them to have a certain amount of doors so that they can refinance their property. Yeah. I literally ran into that situation with my, wow. with my last uh, deal at Carlsbad with the 12 units. Wow. She's told people no to the same exact business model that I wanted to do, but because I was willing to take 10 plus units, I was willing to take 12. Wow. Okay. I realized that by me taking those 12 units, her property owners were able to finally get the building refinanced. Wow. So that was the value proposition there. Okay. Give, give me multiple doors. Okay. So I see just which way I can, you know, bring value to their situation and create a win-win. Yeah. And that's news to me. It's, but this everything that you teach in your course, you I mean, you teach all of this, right? Because yeah. it's like, I mean, if you're helping, if your units are helping the 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 homeowner or the, the, the investor refinance, that's gold. That's gold. Right. And they need to have, they need to have tenants in place. Like, right. you know that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so 2022 kind of, kind of, kind of post pandemic. Yeah. There is a big housing shortage, right? For yes. houses and apartments. Yep. Right. So how is it that you can go in and, and get these units easily? Is it, is it because of what you offer? Because people need houses right now and, yep. and, and rent is like sky high. Right. Yep. So is it because it's a longer term lease and because you, you pitch it? So how can you beat out the average, you know, the, the average Joe is because you're taking more, more units or how, how is that working? So, um, you actually just mentioned the key rent rates are at an all time high right. across the nation. Right. Right. Like you're seeing two bedrooms in certain areas where they used to be maybe 1500, 2000. Now they're 3000, yep. 4000. Yep. Right. So, 
um, going back to the Carlsbad example, they had a tough time getting locals to lease from them on a long-term basis really? because their rent rates were so high. Yeah. $4,000 for a two-bedroom, $4,500 for another two-bedroom, right? Crazy. So this market actually benefits us because if you're going there to live and I'm going there to invest, we have a different mindset. Yeah, yeah, for you, yeah. you're going to be there with your family. So yeah. you want to get the best deal possible, yeah. right? So there's going to be a threshold for you that says, this is how much I can afford, period, because it's you living there. It's not, a, it's not an investment. Yeah. Because I'm going after that same unit and I know that they're, uh, that this unit can generate a certain amount of revenue, I have more room and space to pay more rent up front than you are yeah. because I know that this is going to bring me a return. Yeah. So when you have a market where locals are saying this is too expensive, it's perfect for us to come in right. and say, hey, we don't right. mind paying a little right. extra right. because we know that this is an investment and we're going to make money from this. Right. As long as the numbers make sense. Yeah. Now, when you say extra, are you saying extra, are you paying the landlord extra rent or just extra based on the market value of what's going on now? So I'm okay with both. Like okay. the, the project in Carlsbad, it was literally just the market was too expensive. So I didn't even have to um say hey I'll, I'll pay a little bit more yeah. but i will like if if i'm in a really hot market to where um i have a lot of competition just from locals who want to lease that place yeah. as long as i run the numbers i don't mind increasing rent two to three hundred dollars but we know that in traditional real estate you increase something a hundred two hundred three hundred dollars yeah, that's a major yeah. Yeah. yeah and now yeah. you have that on file yeah. right that yeah. someone's paying willing yeah. to pay you more so you can rate the rents of all your other yeah. units yeah so um, yeah, because that's uh, how you play both ends. Extra, extra three hundred bucks a month in rent. I mean, that's like a over. That can be a couple million dollars cash refinance cash out for, for the actual homeowner. Yeah. So I didn't do the math on this. So you said that you got um, twelve units. Yes. About about, about four thousand. Um, it ranges between four and five thousand. So my average cost per unit in Carlsbad came out to forty three hundred okay. when, when I did an average so on what it cost. You're paying about fifty k a month. Yeah, just for that okay. project. Yep. Okay. So that's a huge number. Right? Yeah. So you must be making how much are you making off that? Well, what's your projection to make based on spending fifty k a month? So um, I typically look for um, anywhere between a thousand and two thousand dollars profit margin okay. um, after expenses, right? Okay. So after rent, after utilities, and all that, if I can scrape anywhere from one k to two k, okay. I'm good with it. With these units being a little bit more expensive, I think I'll hover around like thirteen hundred to fifteen hundred per door in that cash flow. Okay. Um, so I mean, you take that thirteen hundred times twelve, fifteen hundred times twelve. Um, that's what I'd be looking at in profit margin from this okay. specific project. Okay. Now, um, I will say this: seeing that single-family homes can make you way more. Yeah. I have shifted my attention and focus to begin looking at um, luxury style, luxury style, larger. Uh, larger homes, you know, okay. four bedroom, five bedroom type yeah, of homes, yeah. because with those, the margin gets ridiculous. Um, I know an individual right now that has specific homes in the Poconos, mm. um, which I think is in Pennsylvania somewhere. I don't know. Um, could be wrong. Correct me on that. <laughs> um, but she has certain months where she's making eight to 10 K per door. So when I seen that, I was like, you know, it after this last apartment month, or house, house okay house four to five bedroom home that okay. she has okay so when i seen those numbers i was just like you know what sitting at about 29 30 units yeah. right that we manage totally yeah um it's time to transition into the single family homes to test that out so that's where i'm going to open up that margin there's a little bit more cost up front because yeah, typically with single family homes um so, you know it's possible to get you know rent concessions meaning yeah. like you know four to eight weeks free rent but yeah. typically with them it's cut and dry first month's rent security yeah. deposit is yeah. equal to first month's rent yeah. and then you have to furnish yeah. So your all-in cost may be more, but your cash on cash will be greater because of the potential of what that property can earn. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Wow. So the typical person, for let me go back, the experience. So you have, say in Carlsbad, you have 70 other, if that if that's even the accurate number, other Airbnb hosts who wants to book, wants to book as well. What's what sets you apart or anybody apart from the other properties that are in the area? Gotcha. So great question there for sure. And um, I'll, I'll say this when the more your market is saturated and I hate using that word saturated, yeah. the more um, 
hosts there are in your market, right? When you have a large population of hosts, that's where you really have to focus on setting yourself apart, right? And regardless, whatever market you go in, uh, you go into, you should. So what I looked at to separate myself apart is I started looking at the other amenities that the host provided. So the cool thing about the Carlsbad building that I'm in, we have EV chargers and we have a gym. When I looked at other apartment complex in the area, right? Because typically in San Diego, um, San Diego County, the closer you get to the beach, the older the property is. Like those are the properties that have been around the longest, right? So a lot of these apartment communities out there um, that are real close to the water, you know, they don't have, you know, the gym and like that that newer build style that you're seeing uh, more so nowadays. So when I did my market research, I'm like, wow, no place has EV chargers and no place has a gym. Like not a lot of places do. Were you looking for that or you you saw that that wasn't a common thing? I, I was looking to see what it is that people don't have. And during that research profit, uh, process, I made that discovery like, gotcha. okay, there's not a lot of EV chargers. Okay. At first, I go into a very general, like, what does the, ma- the mass majority have? And you can do this simply by going to Airbnb and playing with the filter options. Huh, okay. Because you can checkbox EV charger, you can checkbox gym, you can checkbox gotcha. hot tub. And if you check those things off and Airbnb comes back and says, oh, there's only two places available that match your... What you want to provide yeah. then you know you have a unique uh, value proposition that you bring to the market and you can stand out because you have certain amenities that the majority doesn't have so are these boxes checked and the the limit is it because it's not being searched for it's not needed or is it because that most properties just don't have it um most properties don't have it so when you're creating your listing Airbnb wants to know everything you have. Like, gotcha, okay. And they're getting even more specific. Like before it was just like, okay, free parking, cool, we have that. You know, you got a kitchen, you got Wi-Fi. Now it's asking like, you know, do you have streaming services available? Hmm. Um, do you have blackout curtains? Um, do you have a, a, a not a playpen, but a crib? Do you have really? a high chair? Wow. Those are all filters you can check off on Airbnb. And the more filters you check off, the better you will be in, in search results, right? Gotcha, because if gotcha. I'm a family and I and I'm, I need a pack and play and I need a high yeah, chair to feed my yeah, kid, yeah. I'm going to hit that checkbox when yeah. I'm searching as a as a guest. So the more checkboxes you can check off, the more uh, of a relevant search you will come up in when gotcha. people are searching for you. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. We're in Southern California. We have one of the top travel markets throughout the United States because everyone wants to come to LA. Yeah. Everyone wants to come to San Diego. Everyone wants to come to Palm Springs. Yeah. You know, we got Big Bear. We even have the drive-to markets, right? So um, with you being a SoCal, I would tell you that um, more or less you have a gold mine out here. Okay. So the next thing I would tell you to do is build a list of cities that come to mind. Everything that's within a two-hour drive of you from where you live, write that city down. And make okay. sure when you're thinking about these cities, ask yourself the question, does this city have any travel attractions? Okay. Which means things that are going to attract travelers. And that can be... Um, an array of different things, right? We got military bases that attract travel, schools, hospitals, sports arenas, amusement parks, um, specific events that may happen in, a, in the downtown area, yeah. national parks. Is there any outdoor recreational things happening such as you know the beaches, the rivers, the lakes, right? So I'm gonna think about, okay, in these cities I'm considering, are there any travel attractions? And then I would tell you to make a whole list of all those cities. Okay. Then. On top of your list, I would have you think about your out-of-state markets as well. What places do you have access to through relationships you may have? You know, do you have a cousin that's out-of-state? Do you have um, a friend that's out-of-state, right? And I only say this because it's your first unit, so you want to make sure you have boots on the ground. You can you can operate this business model anywhere, but I think for your first unit, it's better to have something that you have a little bit more control over in the beginning, so you okay. can run the entire process. Okay. So then, after we have your list. I'm going to say, okay, and look at your list. And the next thing I want you to do is to verify two things. One is if there's travel demand. And two if um, is if the local short-term rental laws and ordinances are in your favor, right? Because now that Airbnb and short-term rental is more mainstream, mm-hmm. you're seeing a lot of cities come out with their own jurisdiction about short-term rentals, okay. right? So some cities may have a ban against it. Hey, we don't want short-term rentals in our city. And the reason why they do that is because the hotel industry mm-hmm. was able to lobby for that yeah. to get passed, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Because that that's our competition is not host to host. Yeah. Our competition is the um, hotel yeah. industry because we're disrupting them. Because yeah. yeah. think about this, man. Like, How does Motel 6, as raggedy as it looks, it's still able to thrive in this market yeah. because at the end of the day, 
when people are traveling to a place, they need lodging, even yeah. if that lodging looks ghetto right. as heck, and you wouldn't want to live there. Motel people, safe. people still need to yeah, stay there. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're disrupting them. So I would say, make sure that the short-term rental ordinances are good in the places on your list, and then make sure that you identify that there's travel demand. How do we identi- identify travel demand? We go straight to the platforms that people are already booking on and look at the existing competition. So I'll right. tell you, go to Airbnb and set your filters up to look at, you know, a two bed, two bath apartment, set those filters in place. And then there's a button that says price. And if you click on that button that says price, it'll give you an average nightly rate. And then I want you to check if that average nightly rate is significant um, in relation to the occupancy rate. Occupancy right. rate is how many days out the month your place is being occupied or booked. So if you have a 70% occupancy rating, mm-hmm. um, or I'm sorry, a 70% occupancy rate, that means that um, you're getting booked at least 21 days out the month, right? We're, we're looking at 70% of 30 days, 21 days. Right. So once you identify that there's a demand for travel in that area um, and that the laws are good, and mind you, before I go further, this is very important. I will also tell you, just because you never heard of the city doesn't mean you should count it out. Okay. We always think major city, yeah. San Diego, yeah. Houston, yeah. Vegas, um, you know, maybe even Dallas is considered major. But there's all these communities that I've never heard of, you never heard of, that are killing it on the Airbnb market. Let me ask you, have you ever heard of heard of a place called Sladell? Right now I have. Have you ever heard of a place <laughs> called Biloxi? Biloxi, Mississippi, right? Yeah. Yes. Gulfport? Yeah. No, Gulf, Gulfport, nope. That's also in Mississippi. So okay. those places that I just mentioned made the top five. Mississippi? Made the top five for places you should invest in a short-term rental. Places I never heard of, would wow. never think to travel to. Wow. AirDNA was saying these are the top five markets you should invest in for short-term rentals in 2022. So I always tell wow. people, wow. even if you never heard of the city, do not um, push it away because it may be a gem. Yeah. Everyone yeah. heard of Joshua Tree, yeah. but not a lot of people heard of Yucca Valley, which is yeah. right next door. Right. And Landers, which is right above that. Right. So um, after we verify all those things on your markets... Now I would tell you, all right, go set up your LLC, right? Because we're doing a corporate lease, not a personal lease. A corporate lease allows you to do this in the transparent way. There's an entity that's gonna be responsible for the unit. And under that uh, lease agreement, we have the understanding that there's gonna be multiple individuals coming in and out. It's not Anthony on the lease agreement that has to live in there. So the complex knows this. I'm 100% uh, 100 transparent with the complex because I know what it's like to do it the other way and get kicked out and lose a lot of money. What's the other way? The other way is where you walk into an apartment complex and say, hey, I want to live here. <laughs> and you sign a 12-month lease and then you furnish that mug, you peace out, throw it on yeah. Airbnb, yeah. and you run it until your neighbors or the leasing office catches you. And when they catch you, they're going to kick you out. And when they kick you out, you're going to have to pay a lease break fee. Wow. So not only did you have to pay all this money to furnish your spot, yeah. you now have a lease break fee before you were even able to really turn a profit. I went through that. Literally, yeah. my first my first unit in San Diego was like that. Really? And that's what led me down this path of, let me figure out the right way to yeah. do this. Oh, you can do a corporate lease. And then also too, I tell them where I list. They, they know I'm on Airbnb. I just position it in a way where I don't sound like Joe Schmo coming in there like, oh, let me, let me Airbnb this place. You guys allow that? I say it in a way that positions us as a professional company. Yeah. I approach yeah. them and I say, hey, I'm a short-term housing solutions company. My name is Kevin Anderson. We've been doing this you know, for quite some time. I wanted to see if you have multiple units available because I want to provide stay to my traveling clients. Mm. The way we find our clients is we advertise online. Same same as you guys, you advertise online. We advertise on short-term rental platforms because we know that people who are looking for a shorter-term stay Mm. are going to those platforms. So we utilize Booking.com, Expedia, Airbnb, TripAdvisor, CorporateHousing.com. We utilize it all, but it's just in order to push traffic um, to us so that we can begin working with our ideal clientele. Now, how does that sound versus, hey, I want to Airbnb your spot? <laughs> here, to, here are the keys. Right. Here are the Here's keys, the keys yeah. right? Um, so, and all that's transparent because we are going to list in multiple yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. I always tell people, stop calling your, even though I say it just for marketing purposes, yeah. we're not an Airbnb business. Right. We're a short-term rental, uh, we're a short-term rental business or a short-term rental housing company, whatever, however you want to position it. And we list on these short-term rental platforms, but we are not the platform. Yeah. That's just a traffic source. Yeah. Yeah. If um, if uh, ground BNB comes out tomorrow, then that'll be the new traffic source, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, yeah. So after that, I would tell you, you know, get your entity, get your business email, get your business name, because when we reach out to them, I don't want it to be from Anthony at gmail.com, yeah. 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 Anthony one one three six. 
right? <laughs> um, and then I would tell you whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're on a date, pick up your phone and I want you I want you to copy and paste this scripted intro message that I have here mm-hmm. and send out 30 to 50 messages a day. And, and within a week's time, you'll have some solid leads that you could begin yeah. working with. Right. But the goal is within the script. Yeah. We've been able to test this script for over the last two to three years to see what works best in terms of them understanding what we do and allowing us to do it. And um, it's been proven for us. And I do that script over the phone with them yeah. because over the phone, I realize you're able to build a rapport and relationship. Yeah. And that's where you can really set yourself apart, your personality, who you are. This is after the email. After they say, yes, I'm interested. And at that point, you call them and you go over the script. Yes. So it's about positioning. It's about positioning. Right. But here's the truth. You can be Joe Schmo who never, who doesn't own no real estate, yeah. who just got his LLC yesterday, yeah. but because you know how to say it, yeah. you're seen in a whole new yeah. light. Yeah. It's positioning. Yeah. And that's why your scripts are so so important because they're 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 amazing. So that script that you just that you just told us is like that's that's gold. I'm sure people are gonna rewind, and try copy it down. They but, should. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you don't have to just get Kevin's course. Right. And here's <laughs> the thing, like what the way I just positioned to say it now, that's like the 2022 way. Okay. Before, you know, the basic question was, are you accepting corporate leases? Like that was okay. the the yeah. golden question. Yeah. But with everybody asking that, um, I've detached myself from just the normal question of yeah. are you accepting corporate leases to this is who we are yeah. this is how we can provide value to you yeah. are you interested in moving forward or not yeah. period yeah like the first one is kind of like, like close ended they, they say yes or no or you just, just hang up do it yeah time, right so you, now you, i want to build rapport yeah because yeah. here's the truth like even if the person i'm talking to on the phone even if they don't allow it at that specific community or they just can't do it because yeah. whatever the case is yeah they may be able to point you to another location. Right. So when you focus on building relationships, you'll have no problem finding your next yeah. 10, 20, 30 doors. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. This business can be rewarding, yep. uh, but there is work involved. You have to send the emails. But the, the thing is that you you give your students the exact email script to send. Yeah. Right? So you, you make it a bit easier for them. So um, what's the downside there, Airbnb? So the downside. Well, I'm sorry. To, to short-term rentals. Right. So the <laughs> right, right. So the downside to uh, short-term rentals arbitrage, arbitrage. Right. The specific arbitrage model is that you have no control over the asset, which has its pros and cons. Okay. So the pros to that is, um, let's just say for whatever reason your area doesn't work out, and you need to make a pivot. It's easy to break the lease. Right. You can easily walk away from the property yeah. if you needed to. Remember, it's under the company's name as well. So liabilities on the company, not you. But the cons is that that apartment complex or property owner, they don't have to renew that lease with you after the lease term. Right. And that's happened to me. Um, I've been in a situation. So like Airbnb is mainstream now. Right. A few years back, it was catching steam. But lenders. Right. Traditional real estate lenders didn't see it as a true real estate model. Right. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I bring that up is because I had a situation where I was at an apartment building and they wanted to refinance. But the lender didn't uh, count my uh, or, or my uh, myself right. being a tenant in there because of the business model I was doing. He was like, that's not a true tenant occupied unit because it's a short term rental. Even, even though you're paying every single Even month. though I'm paying and had a great track record of payments, wow. he told the owners that it didn't really qualify as that. We need to see long-term tenants in here, not short-term or corporate tenants. So they didn't renew your lease. So they didn't renew my lease so that they could get the doors. But now that's changing. Like you're seeing lenders who are, um, you know, funding you based on the short-term rental uh, business model. Okay. So in order to get over that, that con, if you will, that barrier is when it comes to rental arbitrage, you want to take the cash flow for that stack up and then invest into real estate and run the same model because when you own the asset and we already verify that laws are good there nobody can stop you from doing that like there's going to be cities no matter what that will always have travel demand for the next hundreds of years because we as people we travel right we go around the world um you know 21st century we're planes jets trains we 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 can go anywhere So there's always going to be people moving around. So I don't see this industry going anywhere. Matter of fact, it's just getting bigger, yeah. right? Just like hotels ain't going to go anywhere yeah. either. So um, 
Yeah, you, you, you just got to eventually get in control of the asset. Yeah. Like, don't get comfortable with the arbitrage money, yeah. even though the cash flow is good. The cash on cash is great, too, because you don't need that much capital to secure a door. Yeah. But you still cash flow the same way as if you owned it. Um, Let me make sure I, I heard you correctly. So you're saying that if you do the rental arbitrage, then certain cities that have rules, you cannot do Airbnb in. But if you own the asset, those rules don't apply to you? Well, there's, there's some places where they say in order for you to have a short-term rental unit, you need to be the owner. Like the owner gotcha. of the property is the one that has to go get the actual license from the city. Gotcha. And then there's other places where as long as you're the registered agent of the property, aka the one responsible for it, that you're, you're the one in control of it, they'll yeah, allow yeah. you to do it as well. Okay. Like for instance, Atlanta, you can do short-term rental arbitrage in there. They just want you to get a permit right because they want to tax you so they get their piece of the pie right that's why i think you know every city should allow that because it's going to generate revenue yeah, for them you yeah. know what i'm saying but even when the tourists come in that generates revenue for the actual city come on right? now <clears throat> yeah yeah so i mean it works all the way around but anytime you see tough or yeah tough regulation um you know there's probably like a large hotel industry yeah, yeah. Um, in that specific place but yeah that that's one thing i would tell people is just you know remember we don't control the asset but we eventually want to get in the position of ownership yeah. and when it comes to ownership sometimes it can be more capital intensive yeah. um maybe your credit needs to be in a certain place yeah. and the truth is too i we know that there's business models out there where people can acquire homes with low to no money down as yeah. well yeah. but um traditionally you know most people will need that 15 20 percent or, or most people go that route of having to put gotcha. some, some something down. Gotcha. So I tell people like, hey, if you don't have the the capital yeah. or even the credit to get started with yeah. owning real estate right away, start that short-term rental arbitrage business, right? That you can start with yeah. definitely less than $10,000 yeah. and you're able to get that cash flow going and just stack yeah. up. Yeah. So there's a guy watching, um, oh girl, my last apartment, I got evicted from. Mm -hmm. You know, my credit sucks. I don't have any money. Um, and that's okay because you can get partners, right? If you don't have it, you yeah. go out there and find somebody Facts. Who, who does have it. Right? Yeah. Have you had to, to bring any partners in to help you with your business? Um, I brought partners in in the beginning. Um, and this was probably just more so because I didn't have the capital that I wanted right. to scale. Right. So I brought in partners from a capital perspective. But yeah. that was also during a time where I didn't understand business credit or even personal credit, if you will. Because here's the truth, like even if you have a 600 credit score or even a 590, mm -hmm. there's still funding options available to you. Um, yeah, the interest is gonna be high. It's gonna be you know some ugly terms associated yeah, yeah, with yeah. it. But as long as you're taking that capital and doing what you're supposed to do yeah, and investing it, not spending it on some Jordans or whatever, then you can take care of that loan when it's time to. So if I had the chance to go back, I would probably tap into more of, you know, personal funding and business funding at the time. Um, but I did start with partners and you had mentioned something, right? So like getting evicted from a place, it goes on your credit. So then going to get another place, it could be harder because you have that derogatory mark. Mm -hmm. Beautiful thing about a corporate lease, my brother, is it, in most cases, when they are doing the approval process, it is solely based on the business, right? They're, ch they're checking the EIN, not your SSN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, they're checking um, the history of the business, not your history. Right, right. So even if someone has evictions and they have terrible credit, if you run into a situation where they're just gonna screen the business, wow, you can okay. still get in that property. Wow. And even if you don't wanna do short-term rentals, let's just say you need a place to live, yeah, but you yeah, can't yeah. get approved with your personal, yeah. um, try it with an entity. That's a nugget right there. Yeah. That's a nugget, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so either way, if you're missing something, seek a partnership because a partnership can help you get, to get what you want. Even if it's a temporary one, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be long term. It doesn't right? have to be long term. And there's places out there, again, that um, like when it comes to I, I've been in situations where when they're looking at my business entity, it's only been around less than a year. But the only thing they wanted to see was, does this business have any derogatory marks? OK, no, that's it. They didn't care about my paydex score. They didn't care about my. Um, and really? Telescore nice. from Experian Business, okay. right? They just wanted to make sure that it was a clean LLC. Okay. So every situation is different, but for those out there that have a little bit more barriers to jump through because yeah, yeah. of personal credit and personal um, finances or you know something on the, the credit report, you are able to still get, like it's, it's possible for you to still lease a door on your own okay. using your entity. Awesome, 
Awesome. Maybe a little bit harder, yeah, but you yeah. can still do it. I've seen it done. done. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you want it, then you'll go through the hoops in the valley to actually get what you want. I mean, that, that's Carlsbad didn't run my social security not once. Are you serious? They only looked at my business and that was, bro, they didn't even ask for any bank statements to prove financials. I could have been broke joke off the street. No money. It could have just been like, hey, let me put this all, scrape it together. But then that, even, that also comes back down to the relationship, right? Because because how you yeah. go in, how you talk to him. Yes. Because he was like, hey, what's up, homie? You know, my name is Kevin. Kevin <laughs> right, right, Kevin, right. You know, yeah. I'm going to get some of the units. <laughs> they probably ran everything, your moms, everything, right? So it's like you went in there and you were a professional. Yeah. You talked to him. You and they started all on script. the phone, too. Yeah. 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 So you built that. And I think that plays a major role in what people will and will not give to you is the relationship that you built with them beforehand. Yes, right? sir. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so you manage over 30 units right now. Mm-hmm. Um, why teach? Why why give the knowledge away? Not give it away, but why why package it? Because like why you just keep the secrets to yourself and just go from 30 to 60 to 200 units. I mean, well, why why teach now? Because you rob yourself of the blessing that you can receive when you choose to withhold the gifted information that God gave you. So I realized, one, it's not mine. You know what I'm saying? Um, Somebody else did this first, and it was by God's grace that I aligned with the right person to hear this information. Um, So I know that it's more blessed to give than receive. But it's funny you say that, bro, because... um, When I first got started in this business, um, I was working with a specific group of guys who um, were also doing short-term runner arbitrage, a little under the table. I remember that, yeah. Um, And it was funny because when I told one of them, like, hey, I'm going to start educating others, he came in with the scarcity mentality of, hey, don't share this with people. It's going to ruin the game for us. We're all going to have to give up our units. It's not going to work. It's going to get saturated. Wow. Da-da-da. Like, all, all, all the... All the negativity to yeah. try to get me to yeah. stop. Yeah. Man, when I seen my first student get the keys to their unit, I had I res- I experienced a sense of fulfillment that I have never experienced in my life because I truly had helped somebody elevate out of their financial situation. And not just financial, right? Because yeah. we yeah. know that yeah. when you do stuff like this, it gives you a new confidence yep. that you can go do other things. Yeah. So, man, I am so glad yeah. I didn't listen to yeah. um, that scared... Uh, scarcity mindset individual yeah. I was talking to because if not so many others would have been robbed of their blessing yeah. including yeah. myself because yeah. yeah like even though it does help them I also do it uh, in sense for myself as well because there's fulfillment I receive yeah. from it like yeah. we 95% <clears throat> of the things we do we do it because it brings some type of feeling for ourselves right. even if we're bringing a gift to our kid yeah. it's still the satisfaction of seeing them enjoy it that yeah. probably makes us feel the best about it anyway yeah. so like I'm like yeah like yeah. Ever since I was little, I wanted to be a superhero. I want to help people. Yeah. Like I want to, you know, the, the, the bat is in the air yeah, and I want to yeah. show up and yeah. somehow bring value to people, man. Yeah. So um, that's crazy. That's, that's good. Yeah. I think it was just a part of my nature. The reason yeah. why I had to, yeah. to share it and teach it, brother. You um, <clears throat> talk about confidence. Yeah. Right? Um, and it's it's truly a gift to me to to see where you came from. Yeah. Because I remember Three years ago, two years ago, how long it was, in our text group, you were in a panic about quitting your job. Yeah. You're in a panic, right? Yep. And you were you were nowhere as near as confident back then as you are now. Facts. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, I see a totally different, I mean, I see you now as a superhero that you wanted to be. Man, right? yeah. You're there. And that's how people act every day in their life. You know, they're, they're, be, being scared is okay, right? Being yeah. scared is a, is a part of who you are. Even though you were scared, you were kind of panicking, you took the action anyway. Yeah. Right? How would you, how did you move through that and move through it and like press through that fear with not knowing what's going to happen? Or did you know what's going to happen? How did you press through that? So um, I think there's two parts that play into it. The first one I'll say, it was definitely my community, bro. Yeah. Like when I think about the visual picture of a newborn bird coming out of that mm-hmm. egg and then now they're chilling for a little bit, they say that eventually mama bird is going to push them right. off of the nest right. or out of the nest, but yeah. it's only to show them that they, that they have the capability yeah. to fly. Yeah. So um, being surrounded by other entrepreneurs who genuinely care about me, yeah. thank you for being a part of that yeah. circle, 
you guys helped me see that I had the capability to fly yeah. while I was still in the nest. Yeah. So that was one big factor because I was receiving healthy pressure, right? And that's what's huge about your circle. You're either going to receive peer pressure that makes you do dumb shit, mm. or you're going to receive a peer pressure that elevates you to who God yeah. has called you to be. And that's the, that's the type of circle I'm a part of, yeah. pushing me towards what God has called me to be. And the second piece of that was just realizing, um, and I, don't, I can't honestly say I probably realized it in the moment, but it was just being willing just to take the risk, yeah. man. Like, yeah. um, I would try to think of all the safety nets of like, oh, well, I guess they can still hire me back. <laughs> um, I can always get another job. Right. But you sometimes you just have to jump with not knowing yeah. what's going to take place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the beautiful thing about it, man, is like God has positioned the people around you where you're going to have everything you need. Yeah. I had my wife that was 100. Think about this, man. Like me and my wife at the time are broke as a joke, living at my mother's house, um, more bills than income, mm-hmm. right? In that situation of quitting, it's not like I saved up three months. You know how they tell you, like, you want to have three months, you know, living expenses put away. This was not the Dave Ramsey method at all. Um, We were still kind of like, okay, I I think I had like $2,000 saved up or something like that. But she was just still on board, like, hey, I believe this is going to work. You know, I got you. So I think, like, you know, having my wife, having you guys um, was the perfect the perfect mixture of everything that I yeah. needed to move forward. And the last thing I had to do was just um, trust myself and take action. Yeah. The funny thing was too, bro, I quit March 5th, 2020. The pandemic, mm-hmm. the lockdown yeah. literally took place March 17th, the day after my birthday. That's yeah. literally when California was like, we better not see you on the streets after mm-hmm. eight o'clock. <laughs> everything is locked down, essentials only. Right. Um, so I quit into a situation where now the thing I was looking at that was supposed to be my not security blanket but the income that was supposed to come from airbnb was now just erased i went to zero bookings literally within a month like i lost like three months worth of bookings on like 20 units and on top of that i got about let's see about 20 units at the time so rent was anywhere around like two thousand dollars so i got about like forty thousand dollars in rent that i have to pay the next month and i have no cash flow um so I'm, i'm i'm glad it happened all the way um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm glad it happened the way it did yeah. because again, it just showed me, you know, the power in making a pivot. Yeah. And we made some pivots during yeah. that time that really just opened up my eyes of okay, there's so yeah. many different ways to get it out here. Pivoting is, is, is I think, is vital to your business. Yeah. Vital to your, to your, to humanity, right? You, you gotta be a pivot. Um, but what I find more fascinating is that you had these fears, concerns about I get another job. If it doesn't work out, those are valid concerns, right? And I think at times people try to ignore those emotions. You know, yeah. you know I'm scared. If it doesn't work. That's valid. Yeah. Right. And the key is, is that you push, you push through it, and you say you took action. Yeah. Action defeats fear. Right. Yep. That's the cure for fear. If 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 you walk and talk and move in action, eventually that fear will subside. Yeah, right? it has and to. It has to. And that's what you did is that even even after you made money and the pandemic hit, it happened again. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm sure some fear said, I mean, if you have 40K in, in, in wrench through and you have if you have no capital, I'm sure some fear set in. Right? Oh, bro. I sent the text to my boss. <laughs> that I walked up, I, bro. I swear on everything. I said, "Hey, just want to know." And I, did, I try to do it as a joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, "Hey guys, how's everything going?" Huh? Hey, just by the way, if I was to come back, wow. you know, what would that look like? Wow. And there was no going back, bro. The no the back. bridge has been burned. Yeah. The boat has sailed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the key is, and my, and my point is that this stuff is going to happen. Yes, yeah, sir. In yep. business and in life, it's going to happen, and it's it's there to to grow you or defeat you but it's your choice whether it grows you or defeats you right and you let it grow you and prosper you and now after that you're at 1.4 million a year after doing what, what 30k a year yes sir yes sir so i want to congratulate you and applaud you, you thank know, you just just for that feat because most people would have probably quit by now yeah you know after after these that uh, after this mess, um, 
so talk to me about the course. So talk to me about how many people that, that you've helped and like what are you doing? You, you, you're doing challenges now. So talk to me about yeah. about how you how you're giving back now. So um, I started the course October 2020, right? I'm still in the pandemic year, but it was perfect timing because I think everyone was so scared of Airbnb. Like there was literally there was not a lot of people who had an Airbnb course out yeah, at the time. Yeah. So I kind of got that. I was able to get a part of that first wave even though it was way too cheap at 75 bucks, dear Jesus. <laughs> um, so yeah, I launched the course, man, and then immediately started to receive feedback in the Facebook group of like, just got my keys, just got my keys. Mm -hmm. And these are people doing it the right way. Yeah, like we're not yeah. cutting no corners yeah. and any of that. Um, so when I seen that, it was just like, oh, time to scale up. And then that's where that true sense of fulfillment came, bro. Yeah. Cause you know, just seeing the stories of people being in the same situation that I was in where it was like, you know, I'm working, but you know, yeah. I want to be an entrepreneur, but I'm kind of stuck in the middle. There's individuals who are doing this full time now. Bro, my own brother and sister, brother-in-law, sister, man, walked away from their jobs as nurses, good paying jobs. As nurses. Yeah, and, and it started with their journey into short-term rentals. They do a bunch of different things now, yeah. but it started with their journey into short-term rentals. So the fulfillment of seeing mm. myself play a part in someone else's journey, my brother, that's when I was just like, oh, yep, this is where I'm supposed to be. So I pretty much made the commitment internally where it was like everything that I learned, e-commerce, Airbnb, real estate, you name it, how to grow potatoes. I don't care. You got a restaurant now. <laughs> oh, right. I was able to invest in some restaurants. <laughs> right, that was cool. Right. But um, everything that I learned that is of value, I will be giving that back out to others in the form of a course, challenge, mentorship, right. any way that equips them. Right. That's my lifelong mission, man. Okay. I want to be able to equip as many people as possible. And I know that with that mentality, there will come more opportunity to learn because I'm focused on being able to bring this information to somebody else. So I want to be the conduit, bro. Right. I want to be the conduit. Yeah. And and, and you are because um, um, tonight yeah. you're going to be teaching that. A group of a group of people how to do short term rentals. So I'm excited for that. I mean, yes. they're going to get this plus plus more tonight. So I'm super excited for that. So anybody who wants to find uh, get the course, I'm sure it's, it's, it's on social media. So how do we find you on social media? Oh, uh, you can find me on social media IG. I'm always on Instagram over Facebook. Um, my Instagram name just changed it. Yeah. It's uh, Kevin Inspired Me. Yeah. At Kevin Inspired Me. Um, used to be Kevin motivated me, but inspire just lands, lands different. I want to inspire you, not just motivate <laughs> you. Um, so yeah, at Kevin inspired me. And then you can find the course um, at www.airbnprofits.com. That's airbnprofits.com. But if you follow me on IG, yeah. you'll see the link to the course there. We'll link it up. Um, and I would love for everybody to be a part of this um, academy that we have, the Airbnb Profits yeah. Academy. Yeah. Um, currently has 5,400 people across the, the world, really. That many, wow. Right, so like when you come into this, you're a part of a network now okay. where you can connect with others, see where they're going. Um, and that's very powerful, you know, just yeah. seeing people do it, and, but also being able to connect. Yeah. You may be in Rochester, New York, yeah. and now I have an opportunity there because you're there. Yeah. And vice versa, you right. have an opportunity in San Diego because right. I'm here. Right. So communities where it's at, be a part of the family, God <clears throat> bless you. So there are... I've seen so many people teaching Airbnb, yeah. right? But I'll, I'll say this. So there are two things show me that you made it, right? One is when you're on IG and I, and I, and I get a friend request from you, and, but it's not really from you, right? People are now copying your, your IG to, for what? I, I have no, no, no clue why, but if someone's copying you and creating new IG accounts, you made it. Secondly <laughs> is that, most of the courses that I see, it's your content, right? Bro. So you were first to the space, one of the first parts of the space, and now these guys and girls are are copying your content because it's good shit, plain and simple. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not tripping about that. Yeah. Um, it's a compliment. But, yeah, it's a compliment, yeah. but I'll, I'll say in full confidence, no arrogance, but just the reality of it, I'm probably your Airbnb coach's coach. Right. Um, and I've seen individuals who came out of the Airbnb profit start their own yeah. mentorship course and yeah. all that. And I encourage them like yep. any way I can give to them on that process, whether yep. it's helping them with a sales funnel, whether it's, you know, price, whatever it is, I will give to them. Like I want to see people do the same thing. Yeah. Become that superhero. Yeah. Equip others because we all have an audience to reach. Yeah. And um, 
the more people, the more that people get equipped, the more people we can reach, even if it's not directly through me. Love so I, I love it, man. Love it. Love it. All right. Three quick action steps that someone can take right now to get started. Um, the biggest action steps is going to be setting up that entity. That's going to be huge. Because even if you set up an LLC and you do nothing with it and it sits there for two years, that it's thing is season. of value. Yeah. You can get funding. Yeah. You can do a lot of things with it. So get your corporate entity, get your business name, mm -hmm. and start reaching out to people, okay. letting them know who you are and what you want to do. That's literally all it takes. Everything else will fall into place after that. Get your entity, do outreach, make sure you have your business name and your business branding set up, which is simply your business yeah. email and who you are, company name. I'll add a fourth one to that. Buy your course. Yes, yes. <laughs> a fourth one to that, buy the course. Join the Airbnb yeah. Profits Academy, yeah. Yeah. connect with me. Yeah. Um, We'll get you a unit in, a, in under 30 days. Awesome. Just by the course by itself. Anything for us in closing? Um, God loves you so much. We've been created by a creator. Mm -hmm. So creating is in our DNA. So create your own life because it, it, it it's going by every single day. We're, we're literally running out of time. Yes. So create whatever it is that comes to your imagination because God gave you that dream. Mm -hmm. Um, and stop building someone else's imagination. You have your own to build. Amen. Thank you, brother. It's always a pleasure having you. Yes, sir. All right. So did you guys learn about short-term rentals? Now, the key to success is to take notes, take action, and act despite fear. You're going to have fear. Things are going to pop up. You're going to have questions, concerns, but that's normal. Listen to how Kevin walked through his process, how he walked through his fear and how he came out to do 1.4 freaking million dollars in one year. 1.4 million dollars. That's not luck. That's hard work and action and acting despite a fear. So what are you doing? Go get Kevin's course. Go take action on your goals and your dreams. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.